Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Sacred Anarchy. Uh, we are so excited for our uh, next phase of natural law today. So hopefully you guys are enjoying our presentation on natural law, going through the hermetic principles. Today we're going through, uh, I think the fifth one, principle of rhythm. So before we get into today's uh, class or live cast, I should call it, uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that we have an updated marketplace. Um, I have been working very, very hard behind the scenes. We've got a new employee helping us to really uh, build the rainbow bridge between the Sacred Anarchy Mystery School and uh, the physical products, the elixirs, the healing, detoxification uh, potions and altar finds, books, oracle decks, everything. And that is all available inside of the Sacred Anarchy Temple, uh, which now has a marketplace. So when I say marketplace, think your new favorite curated occult store uh, filled with uh, sustainable items, things that I have thrifted, uh, antiqued, uh, that are all there to help you make your sacred space uh, individual, uh, you know, ditch the cheap junk and opt for something that truly speaks to your to your soul. So you can learn more about the new marketplace and the new and re, uh, revised uh, temple at temple at uh, temple.sacredanarchy.org. So check it out when you get a chance, see if there's anything that is calling you. And um, just wanted to give you that quick update. All right. So let's go ahead and get into, oh gosh, we are episode 13 here in the live cast and we are continuing with natural law. So why don't I give a warm welcome to my sidekick? <laughs> Me. Happy, happy, <laughs> happy new moon, everybody. Is it, is it a happy new moon or merry new moon? I think it's just happy new moon, May 17th. Glad to see everyone with us again. Beautiful. All right. So we always do a little recap uh, for those of you guys who are just jumping head in to uh, natural law. So we're going to go ahead and give a little recap yeah, and is, get the ball what rolling. Is natural law for those jumping in. Again, go back and watch the first four. Uh, but for those who don't know, natural law is uh, natural, inherent, having a basis in nature, reality, and truth, not made or caused by humankind and law an existing condition, which is both binding and immutable, which means it cannot be changed. Natural law are universal spiritual laws, which govern the consequences of behavior for all intelligent species, meaning beings that are capable of coming to an understanding of their own existence and their consciousness and are capable of understanding the objective difference between harmful and non-harmful behavior towards themselves and other beings. This does not include the animal kingdom. The seven natural laws are uh, or her hermetic principles are the principle of mentalism correspondence vibration polarity rhythm cause and effect and gender and as angel said tonight we are talking about rhythm so the principle of rhythm as it states states in the kabbalion says that everything flows out and in everything has its tides all things rise and fall the pendulum swing manifests in everything the measure of the swing to the right is the measure of the swing to the left. Rhythm compensates. So what does that, what does that mean to you? All right. So everything goes into, to me, it's the dance with life. When we learn how to dance with life, we're basically embracing the principle of 
rhythm. So something that swings to the left is going to eventually swing to the right and it's going to have what kind of brings it back to its neutral state uh, until it comes up and swings again. So for me, this is really, you know, when you have an experience that kind of ruffles your feathers, knowing that you, the idea here, and I actually was just teaching a class right before this one about the wheel of incarnation and our karmic lessons, uh, which has to do very much with the soul and our experiences are there not to just fluster us and get our panties in a bunch, but to actually show us the lessons that we still need to endure. So the principle of rhythm is for me, learning how these experiences uh, help us learn the lessons by helping us understand this beautiful dance we call life. Yeah, it, uh, it's very similar to the, the principle of polarity um, and that negative positives, it's the, the, the swing, you know, by compensates, it, it means it, it, it moves as much to the left and moves back to the right. You know, the, the, uh, the polarity um, of the rhythm is it's like the motion it's like the if polarity had motion it if would it's be rhythm swings uh really hard left then it's going to swing really hard right and all the degrees in between just like polarity you know and i feel like this one was like a big one for me to learn because you know if you've ever experienced really really dark days um you're you have the capacity to feel really 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 high days but with every super high there's a super low and so forth so there we are going to be talking about this concept of neutralization tonight but this is a big one if you've ever felt really really low uh in some ways you should really think of that as a blessing because you have the capacity to feel really really good really really joyful and high uh and some people aren't able to reach that level of uh of bliss so you know we're going to see tonight just how valuable uh, the principle of rhythm really is. How valuable is it? How valuable is it? I don't know. Let's figure it out. So rhythm, uh, rhythm, the word comes from the Greek rhythmos or rhythms, meaning any regular recurring motion, symmetry, or movement. Um, kind of interesting that the, the word movement here, you know, here at Sacred Anarchy, all of our leaders are rising leaders of the new aeon. They're, they're leading a movement. So think about the law, think of the principle of polarity for those out there who are leading a movement, you're going to experience this rise and fall of energy. Um, and that's very natural. So anyway, I just, that came to mind. So I wanted to just point that out. It's another, uh, Kabbalion, um, segment, the hermetic principle of rhythm is closely related to the principles of vibration and polarity to the hermeticist. The principle of rhythm represents the movement between two polar opposites and the back and forth movement of atoms that form everything on the physical plane of existence. So here I've got a little picture of uh, brain waves. So atomic brain waves working within cycles and their own rhythms at the, you know, the atomic level of our you know, it's like the, we're looking at, looking at the rhythm of thoughts. That's right. Like, 
And I love the idea of just, instead of just thinking of yourself as a physical being, think of yourself as a vibration, as we've talked about, but also that these vibrations are going to have a rise and a fall. They're going to have a left, a swing, a left into a right. They're going to have movement and that's natural. That's natural law working its magic. This day is the night. So the principle of rhythm is seen in many aspects of life, such as the rising and sinking of the sun, the rising and falling of empires and world powers and our moods and emotions. So Boom. Here we have the diagram of, of the moon. You know, this cycle repeats every 28 days. Is, uh, but many, this many uh, right here, now. it's this is this is what's going on in the world. We're seeing the rise and the fall of empires and world powers. So that's natural that everything in life is going to have these shifts. Yeah, as your microcosmic moods and emotions swing, so do entire you know, paradigms, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <entire laughs> empires. We're all familiar with uh, Newton's cradle, but Newton's third law of motion speaks on the principle of rhythm. When he stated for every action, there is an opposite and re equal reaction. So if you push really hard in one direction, you can expect that whatever you're pushing upon is going to push back and the equal amount of action back at you. If you ever, it's a young child when you first got your, I don't know, tennis ball, rubber bouncy ball, whatever it is. And if you're like me, you threw it against the wall for enjoyment and uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you ever throw it hard at the wall and have it uh, bounce right back in your face, you, you learn this pretty quickly. So for every action, there is an opposite and equal reaction. You know, I, I just, there's this thing that keeps showing up in my mind and it's, it's a, it's a, it's a pattern, right? It's a pattern. And I'm sure everyone at some point can identify a pattern, a thought pattern that shows up. And maybe that thought pattern shows up every time you do a specific thing, whether it's like you're working on a project, you're working really hard. And then all of a sudden you start to feel bliss. But then over time, then you start to feel it's equal reaction, right? It's opposite and equal reaction. So it's very normal to know that with every effort you're putting out there and whether it's making you feel good or exhausted or irritated, that it's always going to eventually swing back and have an equal opposite reaction. And I think if we can keep that in mind, we'll stop... Um, you know, maybe beating ourselves up for feeling certain things when when we actually can now go, oh, I remember that episode and the principle of rhythm from natural law, from those sacred anarchy folks, you know, and that way we start to uh, recalibrate and enjoy the swing, enjoy the movement, enjoy the, the ride. Yeah, and through the act of uh, mastering neutralization, you can... Mm. Let me get into that. Well, yeah, you, you can, we'll talk about it in a minute, but you can basically uh, um, lessen the reaction <laughs> from the, the the action as long as you're working with natural law. Yeah. So night follows day and day night, the pendulum swings from summer to winter and then back again. The corpuscles, atoms, 
molecules and all masses of matter swing around the circle of their nature. There's no such thing as absolute rest or cessation from movement, and all movement partakes of rhythm. It's a dance. It's an energy. And it's a great, beautiful photo. Is this a, a piece of art here? Yeah. That is art. That's beautiful. I think we take, like, if we think of ourselves as like a microcosm and we're now, you know, this first line, night follows day and day night. It's like, so do we, you know, we have our nights, our internal nighttime, which is that feminine energy followed by the day. So as you can even think about um, day being the masculine, right? So when you wake up, you're now in this more active uh, material space for you to ex experience that part of your 24 hour period. But when you go to bed at night and you're in nighttime, you're experiencing that feminine energy. So every day we're having these experience of these opposites and they're, and we're learning how each part plays a very important role in our, our magic and our manifestations in how um, each day will unfold. And so I think if we start to really honor our night time, I call it the night side. We've, we've talked about this a lot in the mystery school. Um, and then that follows day. So then the day can, on some regard might be subconsciously follows what has happened in the dream state has happened in the evening. Everything is like um, dancing with itself. So even though you might not understand what your dreams mean, they are playing a vital role. You know, you've probably even woken up one day not knowing why you don't feel well, or maybe you're irritated and, you know, not knowing that there was something that was happening in the night side. So here we are again with this dance. Yeah, and uh, it states there's no such thing is absolute rest the movement the rhythm is always occurring so even though your your asleep physical yeah. body is resting and asleep you're in your unconscious state your brain's still fun mm -hmm. dreaming uh your your uh atomic level your your heart's beating your breathing you know um you know we're talking about action and reaction and and one of those um little sayings people like kind of get stuck in is is like you know you ask someone like how's it going like what, what's going on like no nothing nothing's happening you know these people but are, it is it's it like <laughs> they're, they're just like creating a, a uh a state of boredom for themselves mm -hmm. where like they're, they're almost it's like self-induced paralyzation because they're not nothing's happening because they're they're not creating any action they're not they're not moving their personal pendulum you know, so they're, they're oh, creating like a that. state of boredom, like, well, you, nothing's happening because you are the, the, the catalyst for the nothing. It's that you're like waiting for something to happen around you. You, know, you have to take, but you have to take, go some within action. and, and stir some, up, some creativity up and you'll start to see things start to unfold. And that becomes, that's when life gets exciting. There are other features of the operation of the principle of rhythm, one of which is the law of compensation. One of the definitions or meanings of the word compensate is to counterbalance. 
It is this law of compensation to which the Kabbalion refers when it says, the measure of the swing to the right is the measure of the swing to the left. Rhythm compensates. Counterbalance. So we need both. We need both signs. We need both signs of this pendulum. What am I trying to say here? Both parts of the pendulum. Yeah, both, both polarities. The, uh, you know, to, to compensate, like, um, you know, if you're, you're working on uh, some kind of construction project and you've got too much weight on the left mm -hmm. side of the structure, you have to counterbalance it on the right side of the structure so that you don't, you don't have a, a physical, you know, problem in the future where the, the structure fails. It right. has to compensate. Like the, the physical structure has to work within, uh, you know, the natural law, yeah. the, the properties of, you know, now we're getting into to physics, but it's, it's all based on the same, the same and, thing. Well, with the same with the, with the, uh, the masculine feminine energy, if you're just go, 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 and never having that time to rest, or you're always in the logical, rational mind, never in the creative mind, or you're always in a analytical place and not in an imaginative place, it's going to eventually catch up and it's going to start to compensate. It's something's got to give. So when you think about when like shit hits the fan, that's this concept of this law of compensation where something had to give, something had to be pushed out because it needed to get back into rhythm. Yeah. And, you know, uh, to, to, to compare this to like uh, relational dynamics and in whether it's uh, a romantic relationship or a business relationship, a friendship, um, you have to go through this level of, of process of compensation uh because if you know any relationship if it's all take and no give the other person is left empty you know the the, mm. the your business partner is it, it gets you know you know imbalance. taken for everything that they have to offer in in the project but and you, you end up with all of the, whatever, we'll say it financially, like you, you have all the profit, your business partner ends up nothing. So what's going to happen in that business relationship? It's, it's, it has to, it has to come back or the, the, the relationship just fails completely. Same in a romantic relationship. If it's always one partner having their way and the other partner is always, you know, um, left with, uh, you know, going along with the others, you know, opinion or you know situation preference then the one person's just left empty with you know not really feeling like it's a partnership it's not a it's it's just like this you know you're now you're you're uh um in some kind of um you know almost slavery like situation right well i mean i think this is where people would call you know loss of respect Loss of respect could also be translated into this in this law of compensation where uh, something had to give, you know, and the the respect was lost because the balance was off. Yeah, and and if you if you just compensate, use the law of compensation to balance out the, hey, we'll do this day, we'll do that the other day. Hey, in this deal, I'm gonna mm -hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna earn a little bit more than you, but I'll make it up to you on the next deal, or you know, whatever yeah. whatever it may be, like that's you know, that's its own positive, you know, rhythm dynamic. It's kind of like a 
etheric contract where it's like, look, we're going to pick up the slack. You know, we just got to, we got to get the game plan. We got to, we got to figure out the, the logistics of who's going to be in charge of what, or what day of the week or whatever works for you. Um, but there is some kind of, you know, verbal agreement, if you will, um, to bringing things back into rhythm. Um, talk a little more about compensation. So the hermetists, uh, hermeticists take it further. They teach us that a man's mental states are subject to the same law. A man who enjoys keenly is subject to keen suffering, while he who feels but little pain is capable of feeling but little joy. Mm. The rule is that the capacity for pain and pleasure in each individual are balanced. The law of compensation is in operation here. So if you don't give in to allowing yourself to feel pleasure, you know, you won't, you won't, you're not going to feel pain either. So it's the, the story of the person who's, you know, uh, at some point had a broken heart uh, in a relationship, you know, mm -hmm. first relationship, broken heart. Um, so the reaction is to never allow anyone else to have their heart again. So they go through a period of life until they correct this of not, not loving anyone else, but also not being loved. Yeah. So it's this protection where, you know, if you want to feel the rhythm of life and happy happiness and joy, you have to be ready to, to dance yeah. to, to both possibility. Well, and the ultimate sacrifice is, you know, saying, look, I don't want to feel pain. So I'm going to sacrifice pleasure so that I don't have to have pain. I mean, really think about that. You know, I remember there was an episode on Sex in the City of, uh, I think it was Charlotte. She was uh, dating a guy who was on like Xanax or something. And, you know, whatever. He was like not horny. And so she was like, you know, wouldn't you like to like, would you, would you ever like to get off of Xanax so that you could actually feel pleasure again? And he goes, he thought about it. And he goes, nope. So like he literally had sacrificed any kind of, you know, pain uh, that he didn't want to experience. He sacrificed that for, for pleasure. And if you really think about that's, you know, a, a funny little comedic scene in a, in a show, but so think about your own life. Think about where you um, decided I don't want to put in the effort, even though I, I say I want this goal but I'm not willing to put in the effort. So you're really sacrificing a little blood, sweat, and tears for the thing you actually want. Think about the things that you really want, but you aren't putting in the effort to have to achieve it. So you're actually sacrificing it. You're giving, like it's almost like giving up on your dreams. That's no good. Damn, false feminine <laughs> drugs. <laughs> said like a, a thought of um a lot of compensation and that you know when you often when you go work for a company they they offer you a you know your your compensation, compensation package, package yeah your pay your benefits mm -hmm. that are or you know if you uh get into an accident you know and it goes to court or you know settle out of court you you uh 
you are rewarded with compensation. So it's like playing with the idea of natural law, even though it's still very- Oh yeah, it's it's the artificial man-made law, yeah. you know, the money fake laws of, you know, is interesting. Everything's based on that. Camouflaging bullshit with natural law yeah. terms. That's not all. <laughs> the Hermeticists go still further in this matter. They teach that before one is able to enjoy a certain degree of pleasure, you must have swung as far toward the other pole of feeling. Mm. However, the negative is precedent to the positive. That is to say that in experiencing a certain degree of pleasure, it doesn't mean that you will always have to, quote, pay for it with a corresponding degree of pain. On the contrary, the pleasure is the rhythmic swing for a degree of pain previously experienced either in the present life or in a previous incarnation, this throws a new light on the problem of pain. Wow. So that's that's pretty heavy. So I think you're you're experiencing pleasure now because you know in a previous 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 life you experienced a great suffering. Yeah, great suffering. And there we go. And you know, vice versa. Yeah, You know, the ones that we're, you know, seeing suffering today, it's like, is there some kind of karmic lesson? Are we trying to interfere with karma by trying to protect things that are trying to work themselves out in the cosmos? It's, it's a deep thought. Yes, it's not to keep people from trying to seek pleasure to because they're going to get the appropriate amount of pain it's it's all in the it's all just in the rhythm and me relative you know we're all learning our lessons and making mistakes and you know there's always um an effect for every cause and this is also true if it happened in another lifetime so if it wasn't it was karmic debt that was not paid off from a previous incarnation so it was carried over i mean we could even say this is the 12th house dabbling with the eighth or the sixth house also in your astrological birth chart we talk about this um also in my wheel of incarnation course we're getting into these karmic lessons these karmic lessons are the soul's journey and this is a beautiful concept to bring up because we haven't talked about past lives before but this starts to things start to really make more sense as to what is occurring and the karmic ties that are attached to what is going on. And, you know, it's interesting. We could even take it to like the macrocosm where the planet, you know, is there karmic lessons attached to the planet? Maybe the planet is working on its ascension so it's going through a tough time you know it's you know got polluted waters and you know all these chemicals but it's like is there a karmic lesson here or um an experience that needs that this planet needs to go through in order to ascend to the fifth dimension to and so forth we're suffering because the atlanteans really lived it up <laughs> we're getting the shit end of this stick. The Hermeticists teach that the advanced student is able to a great degree to escape the swing toward pain by the process of neutralization. 
by rising on the high onto the higher plane of the ego, much of the experience that comes to those dwelling on the lower plane is avoided and escaped. Okay, so Okay, so we've got these two parts of ourselves. We've got these higher faculties and we've got these lower faculties. Again, we talk about this in all the teachings. This is uh, a philosophy I coined called Sophia Cosmology and it it's also taught in esoteric um, astrology and so forth, but these higher planes, you could even call them the higher chakras, but um, in this case, um, it's also part of your higher faculties and the ego being the voice or um, the voice of the, of the lower faculties. Um, what I'm getting here from the sentence here by rising onto the higher planes of the ego much of the experience that comes to those dwelling on the lower plane is avoided and escaped. So it's like the closer we get to the higher plane. So like the ego is always going to be in its domain, but the closer we get to the higher plane, we start to transmute. Yeah. Transmute the pain. So this is where it goes back to experiences. You start to see lessons from experiences versus seeing how detrimental they are. We start to stop being the victim of our circumstance and we start to be uh, the cause and we start to learn, oh, I caused that. Or yeah, you understand. Yeah. You're, you're prepared for the, for the, the, uh, the reaction, the return. It, it makes sense to you. So it's not, you know, it's painful. Yeah. It's not these mm -hmm. child, childlike, minds like having extreme pleasure and you know running into like a problem and then being completely taken by surprise when the the reaction occurs the the pain the negativity well it's like uh the emotions are the playing ground of the lower self we, you know we got the ego we got the you know the five senses um from the exoteric perspective and then we've got the emotions but when we start to rise above, we start to see things from a higher level of consciousness, we can now see the emotions without, instead of the emotions controlling us, we see the emotions from an exoteric perspective and therefore we can see the lessons in it and therefore the emotions no longer have a control over us. They are now just teachers to us. And this process of neutralization, I think, fits perfectly in this, in this concept here of being able to transmute and instead of it controlling you, you now, we call it, have emotional intelligence. There it is. Neutralization. Nice little quote. Everything in the universe has a rhythm. Everything dances. That's right. Maya Angelou. I mean, this is probably why, you know, think about music. Well, we got to bring it back to music. M music takes you on a journey. It takes you through a movement of sound and it invokes all of these emotions. You know, we've got our more somber sounds and there's a place for those. And then we've got the more relaxing sounds and, and we're learning how to dance. And one of the lessons I learned specifically through the power of music 
is that when you are only listening to sad songs, guilty as charged specifically in my twenties, um, you know, you're not really dancing with anything else. You're like becoming imbalanced. So you've got to, you know, overcompensate to make up for the imbalance. And so this is where we start to change our behaviors. And again, the dance becomes more enjoyable because of it, because of the, of the change of actions and recalibration. Yeah, baby. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. Okay. So I think we've, I think we've done a good job discussing the rhythm. I think rhythm is um, something we can all, I think, improve upon, especially if you are still not in a place of neutralization. So again, um, if you have not already taken the natural law alignment quiz, which is basically a quiz that is designed to help you pinpoint which of the uh, hermetic principles is potentially most out of alignment. Maybe there's several, but taking this quiz, you could take it more than once, see where you're at, um, see if the principle of rhythm comes up for you. And uh, you can take that quiz at sacredanarchy.org forward slash natural dash law dash quiz. I also want to invite you guys, if you have not already joined the Sacred Anarchy Parallel Society, this is where we are coming together as a community holding sacred space for the open-minded individual. Uh, and for those who are interested in becoming students of the mysteries, um, if you're watching this in the mystery school and you have your free membership, I do hope that you will um, start to poke around, poke around the website, um, poke around the society as there are hundreds of classes I have taught, workshops, programs um, to get involved, to take your uh to take your life to the next level. So wherever you are on this journey, um, if you're on the path to leading a movement, if you're still uh, working on, uh, you know, really healing some of these core uh, parts of yourself, whether you're in the detox space st stage or you're actually ready to take the leap and uh, go out and truly be of service to others. We'd love to support you every step of that journey. Um, you can learn more about uh, the society and join us at sacredanarchy.org forward slash society. It's absolutely free to join there. I am very communicative in there, letting you know which classes I am currently hosting, workshops I'm doing, um, just things to take advantage of. Uh, starting on Monday, which is the beginning of Gemini season, uh, I will be hosting a new uh, challenge. It's a 28-day challenge called Kismet Client Magic, which is basically learning how to become one with your Kismet client. Your Kismet client is part of your soul family. This is, to me, uh, the core foundation of my work, which is really to get you seeing yourself through the lens of others. You know, your soul family is a reflection of the things that are you are still here to work through. So whether it's in service to, uh, to your kismet clients through a movement or just through family, through the soul family and helping them to see your blind spots, to see the parts of ourself that we 
are maybe intentionally uh, not willing to look at or things that we don't even know where to look. So uh, that challenge begins on Monday, Monday, uh, May 22nd. So if you're interested in that, join the society. There's details there. Otherwise, you can shoot me an email at caratsacredanarchy.org. And that's my spiel. Any final words, Chad, before we sign off? As usual, I own me, you own you. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, subscribe and share and get some other people on this journey. Sweet. All right, you guys, we'll see you next week. Have a beautiful rest of your day. And as always, stay sacred. Bye now.